Welcome to the All In for Citrus podcast, the latest on citrus research from the University of Florida Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences statewide citrus team in partnership with Southeast Agnet Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of the All In for Citrus podcast, a special episode today as we get to uh, talk to the new head of UF IFAS. But first, as always, we will talk with Dr. Michael Rogers, uh, Center Director and Professor of Entomology and Nematology for the uh, Citrus Research and Education Center. Dr. Rogers, first of all, how are you doing? Uh, doing well, Taylor. Thank you. Every month when we check in with you, we, we're uh, during this awkward time. We're uh, checking to see how things are operating and and what phase that we're looking at as far as getting back to some sort of normalcy. Um, I don't want to get into too much of that today because we've got a lot to talk about, but how are things working? Uh, Well, Taylor, things are going well right now at NIFAS and at the university overall. Um, We continue to move forward with all of our programs. Uh, Not only the research programs are continuing to uh, move forward and and do the work that's needed for for our industry, but but we also are going to be welcoming students back to the main campus in Gainesville at the end of this month, and so classes will be resuming. Things are going to be different, but uh, we're committed to keeping going forward and uh, making sure that we meet all the needs not only of students but also all of our ag clientele around the state. So um, things are going well, a little different than normal, but. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to say that we have a lot of people that are back working, uh, a lot of shift working at the station, but but we are definitely making progress and uh, moving forward with all the research that everybody expects us to be moving forward at this time. That's good to hear. Uh, we just finished the 2020 Citrus Expo, which, uh, you know, aside from a few minor glitches, which I think all of these virtual events see, uh, it went pretty well. And, and we had a, a lot of your team uh, present at the virtual event. And that's great. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to talk with Dr. Uh, Angle about some of the stuff that he's excited about, kind of looking at the whole of all that research. But before we get there, I wanted to talk to you. Uh, you guys have a, a new website coming out. Uh, you've revamped it. It's kind of all like one-stop shop for growers. Uh, yes. And this is a website that we we will say we released the version one, you know, over a year ago. And this is the, the citrusresearch.ipus.ufl. Edu. That's that's the web address. And when we launched this website uh, you know, more than a year ago, um, we were responding to the needs of growers. Um, we, we talked to them about what information they need and and what we could do online to help them out. You know, some of the the thing the feedback we got was that you know it's really hard to find information on our websites. Things may be there, but they're hidden or they're scattered among different sites, and you have to spend a lot of time trying to find things. And then some things just weren't there. And so we started um, over a year ago on that website, trying to pull things together. And we've taken a lot of time now uh, during this COVID pandemic to really go back and make some big improvements to the website that I think that growers, when you go in and look at this new revamped website that is active now, you'll see there's a lot of improvements and a lot more information there. It's much more easy to navigate. And um, we're encouraging everybody to have a look at that, especially right now when you've got time, if you're in your office, uh, you know, to be able to sit down and peruse that website because we think that everybody's going to find it a lot more user-friendly and full of important information and updates 
um, that's probably more important now uh, just because we're not getting to meet in person as much and we're having to rely on these online uh, methods of communication right now. Yeah, it's it's cool. When you go to the webpage, uh, it's got uh, some, it's pretty easy to, to look at. It looks very user-friendly. You've got a nice picture of Tripti on there. Uh, it's got three first links there, which is ongoing research, presentations, and resources. And I think that is kind of the, the, the big three right there. When you come to this website as a grower, seeing those three and being able to stay up to date with that stuff, that's really important. Yeah. And so, for example, if you click on the, the presentations link, um, we're actually archiving uh, past presentations that have been given on topics that are important to, gr- to growers. We've got um, the past couple of years right now of expo presentations. We've got this year's Florida Citrus Growers Institute presentations up. And um, and eventually, I think what we'll do is we'll also have, even for the expo this year, for 2020, um, uh, y'all are going to be hosting those those uh, presentations on your website. We'll just link to the to your website for the time being to allow growers you know, to, to make sure they can find how to get there if they're not as familiar with your website uh, at Agnet. But it's going to allow us, you know, growers, they know if, they, if they're looking for something, this is where to go to get links or to get the information. And, and the same is true for the resources tab. Well, if you click on the resources, we've got things like links to the citrus production guide, uh, the, the new revised citrus nutrition guide, um, uh, research updates from the IFA Citrus Initiative, and, and there's other things as well on there. So this is really meant to be kind of a one-stop um, place to go if you're looking for information, need a starting point. And, of course, it'll link out to a lot of other websites. We've got um, uh, researchers around the state in Florida, not only Lake Alfred, but you've got Immokalee, Fort Pierce, and Gainesville. And instead of having to go to all those websites individually, this could be a good starting point to get links back to those sites where information is housed. Yeah, it's really too bad that uh, this uh, pandemic has happened. It seems like you guys had a lot of really good updates this year that that uh, you were going to kind of uh, push out there at Citrus Expo. So good to see you guys have this going on the website. At the bottom of the page, very important parts too. You have the e-newsletter sign up. You have the uh, uh, link to the podcast that people can listen to the past episodes and also calendars. So Uh, As far as staying up to date and getting some of this stuff uh, sent to a grower on a regular basis, three very key blocks down there as well. Yes, absolutely. And uh, again, it's it's if people are looking for information and maybe you've lost link to the podcast, you can get it there. Um, But like, for example, the calendar link, um, you know, right now we're not meeting in person. There's very few uh, in-person meetings going on and they're very small. Um, but even even online events or, or things that are going to be happening, if you want to stay up to date on what's being planned or what meetings, whether they're in person or virtual, are going to be happening. We're going to keep that calendar updated for all the statewide citrus events that are going on. So, again, the, the whole point is trying to make sure that it's really easy for everybody to get all the information they can and um, uh, not have to hunt so much to find information that, that people need uh, without too much effort. Sounds like a really good resource for growers. Uh, anything else going on, Dr. Rogers? I know we're working on the videos and uh, getting some of that information out there. Anything else the team is working on and excited about? Uh, well, definitely. Uh, you know, the thing that we're uh, had some good success with this year, you know, with, with Expo and making these video presentations that were given, um, I think I found those to be really uh, useful, you know, as they're archived and people can go back and, and review those as needed. Um, this year, for the first time, we actually included closed captioning on the videos. 
So sometimes if, you know, we all get up and a lot of us, we talk, sometimes we might mumble or, or people had a hard time understanding something that might've been said. And so having the, the closed captioning, I think it's going to help folks. And we're really going to try to do a lot more video presentations um, posting them to our website. So we've got a few up there now, but but what you're going to see at the website in the coming months is more and more presentations that are given, whether it's uh, virtual or in person. We're going to try to record those and, and get those all online. So if you can't get out to an event for any reason or when we have events or you miss something virtually, uh, again, all that will be online and it'll be an easy place to go and access that. And we hope that, that growers will find that useful. Yeah, that's exciting. I, I talked to uh, one of your team members, Lucas Stalinski, earlier this week, and he was saying that the video was kind of nice to have gotten done. Um, so that's exciting news. And, you know, I think producers are busy. We all know this. And so having that opportunity to be able to find that on their time is important. Again, Center Director for the Citrus Research and Education Center, Dr. Michael Rogers, thank you for your time. All right. Thank you. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, this is a special episode as we get to meet uh, Dr. Scott Engel. He became UF's new Vice President for Agriculture and Natural Resources and leader of the UF IFAS team. Uh, as we just heard about uh, Dr. Engel, kind of a weird time to start this job, but uh, how are things going so far? Oh, it is a weird time. Uh, my job is to get to meet and greet all of the growers around the state, and I'm doing as much of that as I can by Zoom and other means, but it's not the same. So I wish it was different, but it is what it is, and we'll continue to do our best to interact with the industry. Well, definitely, uh, you know, trying to trying the best we can in, in all aspects, and that's good to hear. Uh, we've been waiting to uh, get a chance to talk to you, and just some of your history will lead me up to my first question. Uh, you're from Washington, D.C., uh, two years at the USDA's National Institute of Food and Agriculture, also known as NEFA. Uh, you also were president and CEO of the International Fertilizer Development Center, and then also a decade as dean of University of Georgia's College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences, uh, also widely published scholar. You have patents. That's an impressive resume. But for our target audience here, Dr. Engel, can you tell us a little bit about your background in citrus? No, well, first of all, I'm new to Florida. Never lived here, never worked here before. Uh, but I'm not really all that new to Citrus as the director of NIFA. And NIFA, by the way, was the primary uh, funding agency for extramural re agricultural and natural resource research. So we distributed about $2 billion a year. My appointment was a political appointment. And so it was a very interesting job. Uh, but the reason that why I did and was able to learn somewhat about Citrus in that job is we had responsibility for a $125 million fund provided by Congress that was to look at and address many of the issues around and related to HLB research. That was over a five-year period, $25 million a year. So it gave me an opportunity really to make sure that we we're using that money and would use it most effectively. So I interacted quite a bit with Florida citrus industry, Mike Rogers and Mike Spark. I he was in D.C. regularly, Larry Black, Tom Mitchell, uh, Vic Story, just to name a few. But these were all individuals that wanted to also make sure that I and NIFA utilized that money in a way that would have the most and greatest impact on the opportunity to find a way to manage HLB. 
So I started to learn a lot about the uh, industry during that time. Spent a little bit of time in Florida um, looking at some of these opportunities. <clears throat> My job as a um, as vice president for IFAS is to make sure that we support all of the growers and those that work in the, in the, in the industry. I wake up every morning to make sure that they remain profitable and able to do their job and to able to grow and expand their business. So I, I look forward to um, interacting with all of those individuals more and more, and particularly as we come out of COVID and I can become a lot more intimate with your industry. Uh, citrus is a little personal to me. My wife was raised on a citrus ranch in California. Uh, her dad, who is still he's 85 years old, he's still still working every day. Uh, both owns land and manages land, and uh, he's given me a great opportunity to learn more about the industry. And uh, from his perspective, as I said, he's 85. Uh, he obviously got to be an optimist to be a farmer, but. Even at that age, he's still putting new uh, new trees in the ground because he hopes that in a number of years they'll be uh, bearing uh, larger yields, better quality, and plans on making more money from these new varieties. So it's a uh, it is a great industry, and I, um, I I really do look forward to getting more connected with all of your listeners just as soon as possible. Because again, my job is to support the industry. Well, good. You got a little uh, connection there. You've got a, a little uh, skin in the game, per se, and that's always nice to have, too. That familiarity that you talked about being on the uh, funding side with NIFA and uh, working with UF uh, through that, you, you got a good chance to see what they are doing with that money. So what's your assessment of the IFAS science on Huanglong Bing disease? Well, it's it's obviously world class. This is the best research they've conducted anywhere in the world on this disease, uh, including California, Brazil, and others that have had to contend with this. Uh, we certainly have not found that that solution yet. I'm not even sure there is a um, single bullet solution. This might be a disease like so many others that we just manage and learn to live with. I hope that's not the case, and we have people who are focused on that cure. But uh, whether it's in the, the you know the short term and the midterm, uh, we also have a lot of people working on um, finding ways to manage the disease and allow group growers to continue to remain profitable, which is how you obviously keep them in business. So uh, in that case, uh, in those instances, there has been some progress made. We have better understanding of irrigation management, fertility, uh, disease, um, insect control. A lot of these things are not the solution, but they all add up to a, a point where I think we can maybe now start to see some light at the end of the tunnel that there will be a way to remain viable uh, in the sense. You know, I I think we all are optimistic. Um, we support the industry and, and we want to be optimistic about the future. We've had maybe some, some recent I guess positive news, cautiously optimistic news, uh, but both even stemming back to bactericide treatments, um, the recent peptides uh, looking at in finger limes, even some mapping news. It seems like we are really starting to push things forward and and get some good news, which we haven't had uh, in in a, in a while for for citrus growers. Uh, yeah, there's there's been more progress made in the last couple of years than certainly the last hundred years since the 
disease was first identified. Uh, we're, we're making progress in all kinds of different levels. And I think at some point they're going to kind of add up together to be a, uh, a, you know, a suite of technologies that allows um, us to make sure that farmers remain profitable. Uh, so there are all kinds of different things going on. Some are quite obvious. Some are not so obvious. One I'd mentioned that I think it's going to have great impact on the industry in the long run, and that's artificial intelligence. Uh, this is a priority for the University of Florida. Uh, it's a priority for IFAS. We are to the point now in science where there is so much data being generated. It can be on individual trees, for example, but also with so many soils and climate climates and, and weather, that it becomes very difficult now to make sense of all of this data that we're collecting. And that really can only be done by artificial intelligence. So the University of Florida has recently invested $70 million in this agriculture, and the citrus industry will be one of the priorities to move forward to find ways that we can make sure that AI is being deployed to find solutions to HLB and other problems as well, not just that particular one. Uh, and then uh, there have been a number of donors who have stepped up at the University of Florida. There was a large gift announced just recently from some private um, private uh, donors and investors who uh, have provided the infrastructure to make sure that the commitment that the state has made and the university has made will also have the infrastructure to do that. So. Uh, IFAS has been involved in AI for a long time. There are people, um, guys like Arnold uh, Schumann, who's at the Citrus Research and Education Center. He's been working on a smartphone app to allow the disease to be detected long before uh, any of us can see it visually or, or frankly, even before dogs, can, uh, which have been utilized in this process, can detect the disease. So this will be something that, it, it's, again, it's not the solution but it's one of the management tools which can be quite helpful. We have lots of partners in all of this. I don't want to suggest that the University of Florida and IFAS are doing this alone. USDA is a major player. FDA, CS, the Department of Agriculture here. Uh, CRDF is certainly a major funding partner in doing uh, sure that a lot of work gets done. But when you look at the state, uh, the federal government, private industry, uh, and working with growers, I'm pretty confident that there'll be some solutions at some point in time. We all hope it's soon. We all hope it's tomorrow. Probably won't be tomorrow, but we all hope that the, um, the suite of technologies being worked on now will start to come together relatively soon on individual growers' farms so that we can start seeing a market difference being made. So, yeah, I think tomorrow would be uh, exciting, but um, w- let's talk about funding a little bit. I think... Funding can be uh, a, a little tricky, and I think sometimes growers don't quite know all the behind-the-scenes work that goes into securing funding, um, especially on the federal level. It's got to be nice, University of Florida bringing you on board, having that experience with the NEFA um, operations and and how things work and, and that understanding. That's got to be a bonus to this. Yeah, I've, I've um, you know, been around a long time. I've got federal experience with USDA and state experience in several other states that work with industry. 
And I worked with growers quite a bit, so I understand the complexity of trying to solve problems uh, at a multifaceted level. And, and make no mistake, and I know all of your listeners know this, but this is a um, such a screening is a very, very complicated disease. If it was simple, we would have solved this long ago. Uh, but it's like a lot of other things that it requires many disciplines, many partners, many players, many stakeholders all coming together. And because I've done a lot of this in the past, not necessarily around citrus or, or citrus greening, but around other very um, difficult agricultural problems, I hope I can bring some of what I've learned and some of the background I have to, to bear on this problem. There's, there's no crop in Florida that's more important than citrus. It's important economically today. It's important for our history and it's important for our future. And so this is something we have to get our handle, handle around um, pretty soon because it's uh, Obviously, a devastating disease and has all kinds of implications far beyond just the citrus industry. And the sooner we get this solved, the, the better off the state's going to be. You, you brought something up a few questions ago, and it's a good point and something I wanted to touch on. Obviously, HLB is a big deal. It's the major, it's the elephant in the room. It's it's the thing that we're investing a lot of money into to try and figure out some solutions and some tools for growers. However, there are other things that growers are dealing with. And University of Florida, the IFAS team, you you guys are continuing to invest money into that research as well in other problems, not just focusing on this one. Uh, well, agriculture is a, it's, it's a business, number one. Secondly, it's a very complicated business. And thirdly, the problems that are left in agriculture are, are much more difficult than they were even 30 years ago, where we had simple problems and, we, frankly, we had relatively simple solutions. So all the things left that need to be fixed in agriculture are complicated. But I'm confident that Florida is a place where a lot of this can get done. There is nowhere in the country and, and probably nowhere in the world where basic research that's long-term focused research, applied research, that's more immediate uh, solutions, but coupled with teaching and extension comes to bear on, on problems, whether it's HLB or something else, such as developing new crop varieties, for example. Uh, and that's why I uh, sought out this position, and I was really happy to be selected for it because I think Florida is a place where more impact can be made from supporting the groups like IFAS than literally anywhere else in the country. So I'm thrilled to be here, thrilled to work with the industry, and thrilled to hopefully be part of the solution sooner rather than later. Yeah. I know the answer to this, but I'll ask the obligatory question. Uh, do you think the citrus industry will survive HLB? Yeah. Well, obviously, you do know <laughs> the answer, and the answer is yes. Uh, but we're already starting to see the declines, at least, uh, stabilize. In fact, I've heard from some growers who are telling me that uh, yields and the problem seems to be fading as some of these new technologies, a suite of technologies, are starting to come to bear on the problem. It's not the solution. It's not the long-term um, net that we need to fix everything that's wrong with the disease. Um, but I think we're We've stabilized in many parts of Florida, and hopefully we'll start to see that turnaround. If it hasn't happened already, and maybe it has, some some people are claiming it has, but uh, I think we're on the right track. And with more technologies and more research and more training and more extension and more teaching, it's probably something that we will have just a couple of years from now 
uh, a much better suite of tools to manage and hopefully see things improving much faster now than uh, we, we do we do today. Uh, citrus is a iconic crop in Florida. It, it's never going to go away. It's too important to the state for many reasons and at many levels. And it's up to us, those that are funded by the taxpayers, to help find the solutions to keep this great industry in business. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, as you uh, get out there virtually or uh, in small groups uh, and meet everybody and, and get familiar with everybody, what's your message? What's your message to the industry? What's your message to the growers as uh, your regime begins here at uh, UFIFAS? It's, it's relatively simple. In the short term, I'm just here to listen. As I said earlier, I'm new to Florida. I certainly don't uh, know what all the problems in the state are. I certain, certainly don't have solutions to all the problems. So I'm just trying to find out what issues need to be studied and to make sure that we bring to bear the resources of IFAS onto these problems. Uh, we work for the, the citizens of the state of Florida. Um, we are paid by the taxpayer, and we have an obligation make sure that the things that we are focused on and the things that we are uh, working on will have direct impact on the state, keeping citrus growers in business, cleaning up the environment, making sure that families are healthy and happy. These are all things that are part of what we have an obligation to do. And, and frankly, if we're not doing those things, then we don't need to have a group like IPIS in the state of Florida. If we're not relevant, if we're not impactful, then to the taxpayers to move on to something that will be bad. But I believe that I think history has shown, and hopefully my job is to make sure that it continues, that ISIS has been and will be impactful to the state. We will solve these problems, and we will keep this industry, which ranks number two in the state of Florida. It's not a minor industry by any means, agriculture, broadly speaking. Uh, we need to make sure it, our farmers and ranchers remain in business, uh, we talk a lot about the environment. Certainly, IFAS has many programs devoted to uh, issues like the environment and natural resources. But I think we all know that if, if farmers go out of business because they can't make money, for example, the alternative is going to be a whole lot worse for the environment and for the state. And so we're here to help make sure that the future um, which uh, remains bright for the state by uh, allowing farmers to remain in business, which we can do by making sure they remain profitable. The new head of UF IFAS, Vice President uh, for Agriculture and Natural Resources, Dr. Scott Engel. Dr. Engel, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, glad to do it and anytime. Thank you. Again, a big thank you to Dr. Engel for making time for us and a thank you to everybody who attended the Citrus Expo virtual event that just recently took place. Stay with Citrus Industry Magazine and the UF IFAS team for more information from the expo. Thanks for listening today and you can catch past episodes at citrusindustry.net or search All In for Citrus wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to this month's All In for Citrus podcast from the University of Florida Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences Statewide Citrus team in partnership with Southeast Agnet Radio Network.